Welcome, guys, to a new episode of the Analytics for You podcast. This is a space to talk about technology, digital solutions, and analytics in the haircut field. My name is Mariel Montero. I am here with Ruben and Michael. How are you doing, guys? Doing great, Mariel. And you, greetings. Michael? Greetings, greetings. Nice to be here again. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, guys, if you had the chance which living celebrity would you like to meet? Let me go ahead and take a stab at it. Um, for me, it would have to be Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, uh, I really like his movies where he's so versatile with, with his style. Like he, he can impersonate any role that he's in, you know, from drama to action to, to thrillers to, to any kind of movie, any kind of genre. Um, I think I think he is under uh, under value, you know, uh, and and it's, it is a shame that he only has one Oscar um, after all the great work that he has done. So so it has to be Leonardo DiCaprio for me. What about you, Ruben? Fantastic choice, uh, Michael. Really, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty incredible, and uh, he's been in uh, not just critically acclaimed movies, but also some huge box office uh, smashes. So, wow, uh, good one. I'm actually going to go in a, in a somewhat weird direction, but I'd love to meet uh, Bob Barker. He, I just looked it up on, on Google, and uh, if he makes it uh, to December 21st this year, he'll be 99 years old. Bob Barker was the uh, host for The Price is Right. I, as a kid, loved The Price is Right. It was, it was my favorite, favorite thing in, in the world. And when we first got cable TV here in Puerto Rico, I think I was probably about 10 or 11 years old, something like that. And I ran across the show and I, I got to admit, uh, there were a few times that I, I played uh, hooky from school. I thought I told my mom that I was too sick to go to school because I really wanted to see the prices right. <laughs> so, so I was, uh, I, from that time on, I was hooked on the show. And I think he was, you know, as I got older, obviously I stopped watching it as much, but uh, I think he was a host until... 2007 or something like that and then uh, Drew Carey took over but uh, the Price is Right show had a lot of the things that I really like and and part of the reason why we're doing things like this analytics it has a lot of numbers it's very challenging in, in that respect that you have to remember the the prices of of a lot of uh, household items and then guess the prices of other things and there's a there's a huge amount of luck involved but uh, you still have to have a, a little bit of uh, knowledge about numbers and uh, I really like that that aspect of it uh, it was instrumental in teaching me how to uh, learn English uh, there were it's you know it's a very simple uh, game and it's a very simple uh, interaction in from a language perspective but it was complete just just barely complicated enough for me to have to uh, look up certain words in the dictionary and it really helped me as I was growing up to, to become a better uh, 
learner of, of, of English. And uh, so I owe Bob Barker a few things uh, from that childhood experiences that I really enjoyed. And uh, if I could sit there and talk to him, it'd be great. In fact, one last uh, parenthesis about this. He, they, I just recently ran into a show on Netflix called The Man Who Knew Too Much. I think it's it's a title, if I, if I remember correctly. And it's this guy who knew every single price of every single product that they would put out on The Price is Right. And when they did the documentary, I think it was filmed about two years ago or something like that. Uh, they actually interviewed Bob Barker in, in, in it. And of course, he's in his 90s. He's, he doesn't look as good as he did back then. But back then, he was a very good looking guy. And, uh, and he, he shed a few tears when they were doing the documentary. And that's kind of the guy that I, that I remember and that I would like to, to meet in person. So great question, Mariel. I appreciate that very much. I have a question for you, Ruben. Oh. The Price is Right. The Price is <laughs> no. Right. It has to be one of the longest running show in history. Correct, right. correct if I'm wrong. Because I, I remember when I was a little kid, and, and we're talking about the 80s now. I, I don't know about yeah. you, but, but the 80s for me, and, and he looked old back then. I mean, yeah. I, do you know how, how long the, the show has been running for? It, 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 is, it is either the longest running show or definitely in the top two or three. Yeah, you'd be, uh, we'd have to look it up, uh, but I think it's between The Price is Right and a few of the, those American soap operas like The, the Young and the Restless and things like that. Those are, those are other shows that, that I think are, are the ones that compete in, in which one's been you know, around the longest or which one's had the, lo the highest amount of episodes because they're all daily shows. So they all come out you know, on, on a daily basis and then they've been around for you know, 60, 70 years. Uh, so I, I don't, I think, I think the Price is Right started somewhere in the 60s or 70s. So it's about, it's probably like a 60 year old show. Um, and I don't know if it's like, like you just said, if it's, if it's the exact longest running one or, or, it, but it definitely has to be up there if it is. And yes, he looked old back then. And when you see the documentary that I mentioned, he looks even older. So, and yet, you know, in the documentary, he looked you know, very mentally sharp and, and, you know, very, uh, very aware of everything. So it's not like, like he's old and he's lost a step. He just, in fact, he retired from the prices right on his own. You know, he was, he, he, he just basically said, okay, it's my time. And it wasn't that he was tired. It wasn't that he didn't like it anymore or anything like that. He's like, no, it's just my time. I gotta go. You know? And, uh, and he opened the door for, for Drew Carey at that time. So. Fantastic show. Fantastic. Yeah. I agree with you. Bob yeah, it's a Parker, lot of fun. Bob Parker is a great celebrity, but I had the the idea that Ruben will say Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, yeah, Elon's a good guy, but yeah, no, no. I mean, Elon hasn't, you know, he's done a lot actually. But I like I like him more for SpaceX than I like him for for Tesla. Okay, I was talking to Annette about this, and I agreed we heard that I would like to meet Chris Martin, the lead singer of Coldplay, because he is a wonderful human being and has a special interest in leaving a mark of caring for the environment in his concert. Good choice. There's a lot of, there's a lot of very, very good musicians that, that are uh, people of, of lots of interest and that have done a lot, of, a lot for humanity, not just through their art, but uh, through some of the, the charity works that they do. Um, and so, yeah, I, that's Chris Martin's a good choice, definitely. 
Yes. I uh, have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. He, he uses his platform to, to touch people <laughs> in, the, in the right way, you know, to, to be more conscious about the environment, just like you said. Yeah. Yes. Let's get into the today. We will talk about radiologist performance. Can you expand on this topic, please? Sure, not a problem. So the real radiologist performance report that we have developed in this analysis, this analytics, excuse me, um, it has to do with the performance uh, of the radiologist and their timing of, of reading studies. You know, um, it has a deep implication with quality assurance in the hospitals where, um, you know, in order to diagnose a condition, a pathology in either in the ER um, or in, in the hospital in patient, um, you need these readings. You need the, the specialty of the, of the radiologist to determine what the patient uh, is suffering from or if the patient is okay and is ready to be discharged home. So in turn, we have developed um, a tool that allows the, um, the people in charge to have a, a window where they can see directly to the timing of, of these readings. And, and you know, um, when I used to work in a, at a hospital before, you had to wait for the end of the month just because you had to, um, you had to add, subtract and divide the timing so you can get this timing, but with this analytics, you can access it with three clicks. You open the application, you open the report and the, the, the information is there. No more adding, subtracting, calling people to find out the timing. You, you have that information at the tip of your, of your fingers. Corbin? Like you say, and it's real time. <laughs> Don't forget that part. <laughs> the, this, uh, this concept of, uh, you know, of the radiologist uh, performance and or any other, uh, you know, personnel performance is, is really key to wanting, you know, to deliver uh, the, the premium uh, service that, that our institution wants to deliver for, for their patients. As, uh, as Michael was saying, you know, the, the patient comes in and there's going to be, there's going to be a, an imaging done to, to the patient and then you have to kind of sit there and wait right for for that uh, imaging to be interpreted so if an MRI is done uh, you want to you want to have it uh, read by the radiologist to to see exactly what the finding may or may not be and uh, and and most places I mean those things happen pretty quickly but regardless of how quickly it happens what you want to make sure of is that you know exactly how long it takes and that's where a tool uh, like this analytics comes into play. So if it takes you five minutes to do it, it's very likely that you still want to do it in four because I haven't met one person inside one of these incredible institutions, healthcare institutions that says, you know what? We're doing it in five minutes. We'd be fine if we did it in six or seven or eight. Michael, have you ever met somebody that, that's doing something very efficiently and says, I, ah, you know what? I'm going to slack off and do it slower. No, I don't think so. most definitely no. <laughs> exactly. I don't think so. Exactly. Right. So, so what we end up uh, seeing is that whether you're doing it in five or you're doing it in 45, your target is to get better and better every single time. What we don't see is your ability to know how quickly you're doing it. Uh, because a lot of these 
that a lot of that information, a lot of that data is hidden behind uh, symbolic firewalls, not not firewall in the way of IT generated, you know, systems that that uh, put files up, but firewalls as in no, you don't have access to to seeing that report. No, you don't have, you know, I to get that report, you have to go through, you know, jump through five hoops and uh, get it, and you get it in a way that it's not very useful for you. Uh, so those 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 are uh, symbolic firewalls that prevent you from really getting into that information. You said it perfectly, Michael. Most of the time, it's being looked at on a monthly basis. It's not being looked at, uh, you know, on a on a regular basis, on a daily basis, much less on a on a real time basis. So, uh, what what do we do when we want to improve? We measure, we communicate those measurements, and then we set goals to improve whatever those measurements are telling us. And that is what uh, a really radiologist performance report would do, just as well as uh, some of the other reports that we talked about, a Sonomama report or a, or a, a referring physician report. In fact, right now we're, and I think I mentioned it in, in a previous uh, podcast, but we're, we're working very hard to create what we're calling the clock of the day. Uh, and that's a, it's a podcast, or I'm sorry, it's a podcast, it's a, it's a report uh, where we look at precisely the timing of all the different stages that a patient goes through in a ER department, and and even you know where that patient could could have left inside of the inside of those steps, and so knowing and having access to data like that and how long each step is taking can can really help you uh, advance uh, all the and and promote you know all the all the great services you want to promote and try to do your best to eliminate inefficiencies uh, along the way. So uh, just a very simple, uh, very simple thought that's not as easy to implement, but once you do, it's an eye opener and it gets you, it gets you going and it gets you motivated. You know, I just want to piggyback to what you just said, uh, Ruben, about um, quality assurance and, mm-hmm. and benchmarking pretty much essentially what you were saying setting up goals for the department where their, their, their performance get, keeps improving day by day. But once again, you had to measure it. You had to, you had to start somewhere and determine what the, the end goal or the, 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 the end line will be for, for that specific process. So having a tool like this analytics to help you with this process uh, to improve, I, I think it's terrific. It's terrific. And once again, um, coming from the hospital setting, I can tell you that in order to get this report, you have to sit down at subtract and divide. It takes a very long time. It takes if you are the, the leader of the department, you have to get, you know, you have to get to your office, sit down and, and most definitely leave everything behind or stop doing what you're doing on a daily basis. So you can perform, you can get this report. And it is very tedious. It takes a very, a very long time. And once again, with this analytics, this would literally take you two seconds, if 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 that. I'm glad you repeated the add, subtract, and divide. I when you first said it, uh, it struck me as a very powerful uh, statement, and I, but I forgot to address it, and now you mentioned it, and again, and it is. I mean, anybody that's listening, if you hear that phrase, add, I've got to add the uh, add, subtract, and divide to get to the number that I'm looking at. That's that's a problem. That's something that you should be looking at. If if it doesn't matter where you work, 
if you're if you're working at a you know canned uh, fish company and you're having to add subtract and divide to get to some sort of report some sort of information that's a problem and you need to you need to look at tools whether it's this analytics or whatever at maybe for your industry but you need to look at tools that really let you get to those numbers in a, in a quicker way and in an actionable way because you if you if it if that's happening that means that you're wasting time and everybody else around you is also wasting time and and that's that's the most precious thing that we all we all own it's time and we don't want to waste it so we pretend and hopefully you know we'll, we'll keep doing a good job of it but we pretend to save you time with all these solutions that we're providing uh, with this analytics we we want to make sure that that addition that subtraction that division is being used that time that you're taking to do that is being used for something else uh, because with this analytics you don't have to do that anymore so that's uh you know I think I think everyone needs to to be more oriented to to solutions like like that it's uh it, it just increases efficiency it really does so great point Michael and thank you Mariel for the question it's great, Ruben. Everything that this analytics offer is amazing. If you are interested in receiving a demo of any of our product or have any question about what we share today, you can contact us at diss.com or subscribe to our Facebook or Instagram. Thank you, guys. This is a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Goodbye. See y'all later. Goodbye.